race delivery system has plenty of people talking in the wool industry. The innovation that delivers the sheep to the shearer. Could it actually eliminate the catch and drag from shearing and therefore make it significantly easier? Well, the idea was introduced back in episode 198 with developer Glenn Haynes of the Shearing Contractors Association of Australia. Look, you may well have seen the videos online at wool.com, but how practical is it really? Can it work amongst the activity, the dust and the frustrations of shearing and normal shearers? Well, in this episode, we do just that. We head to a working wool shed and hear from the shearers who have been using the device, the wool grower who runs the shed and one of the people at the heart of the development. And we hear how they think it's working. Welcome to The Yarn, the number one wool industry podcast. I'm Marius Cumming. So, recently headed to the Victoria-South Australia border where a modified version of the device was being used on a raised board shed. So, instead of the air-operated clamp and tilt device for the sheep, a unit not unlike that seen on a crotching trailer was being used. We'll hear from shearers and the wool grower in a minute, but first, renowned shearer himself and now shearer trainer Paul Oster, who's been working alongside Glenn Haynes in this development. What we've done now is utilise the same height. We've taken um, a different light to the door release so it can't actually freely open. It needs to have a, a hit of lever to be able to disengage to stop lambs or use walking out of it. Um, we can flow away from the shearer and we can flow into the shearer. So what I mean by that is um, Depending on where you set the, the shed up or the actual platform up, you can run the sheep in from both ways. And if you're right-handed, you can deliver and just step to the actual gate there and drop your sheep comfortably down with a bit of an adjustment. So with the air delivery system, we really wanted to reduce as much movement or physical application for the shearer to deliver a sheep to its stand. And we're in a raised board shed here and the modular system that you brought in basically bolts onto the existing shed roughly at the same site, yep. same height. And so the sheep are coming out of what would be a catching pen Correct. along a race and it's slightly elevated and, and the door can be opened by the shearer, the U drops down and it's a very short drag. Um, how do you think it's been going, Paul? I really think the productivity's at least increased 10% from um, the shearers that are involved with the actual trial um, and more so if not so much just the productivity but how they feel as an individual after working on it um, and you know we've we've got so many different um, genres of shearers and types of shearers some people really exert some people really stay calm in their role and they don't they, they're very aware of what they can get for less effort and so they don't overexert themselves. But then you always have that um, young bull, old bull, <laughs> where that young guy that wants to be competitive and wants to be his fellow man or, or in, a, in a friendly manner. This here, can you can focus on controlling your animal in a shorter period of time with a lot more mental energy because you're not burning up a lot of muscle, dragging your sheep out. So, uh, with the, the air-operated um, delivery system, you said something before that was really interesting because it's a very, very uh, a personal yep. issue. I mean, 
shearers uh, exerting themselves, you know, making, uh, doing so much, they're exerting so much energy. And you said the blood's pumping, uh, and uh, the, you, you shear a sheep, you let it go, and then press a button and wait six seconds for the sheep to be delivered. It sort of doesn't. You break a lot of momentum doing that. You can, you can. And again, I suppose like this whole thing is a paradigm of thinking. It's kind of like. It's, that's that's an initial reaction. It's a bit like how many people are we going to need to pen up? How many people are we going to? And it all comes down to cost. So, what you answer your question is there is a form of adrenaline where you use momentum to go in and engage your catch of your sheep and bring it to your stand. Where this is, you're using momentum on the animal and you feel you need to stop. Press a button sheep catches, comes out, you wait, and then you go again. So that could come across like a negative, but I, I actually would like to see how much more you're controlling your mind to be able to get that next sheep. Having a pause, thinking about what you didn't achieve on the last sheep, maybe increasing um, your accuracy in other areas. So very much a mental a, a mental approach to things. Um, so this is a bit more of a hybrid model. Um, now you've made a few now. Um, tell us a bit about how it's evolved and the costs involved and where you see it commercially. I know that you might, you're not at a commercial stage yet, but how's that tracking? That's tracking. I think um, we've obviously, my role with it has been more of uh, the actual outcome in shearer to sheep to sheep to shearer yep. and release and, and catching of it. So from it, I mean, I've heard figures um, in that under $20,000 per module will get you started, and I dare say it would get down to as low as fifteen, fourteen to 13000 for a manual gauge operation as it stands right now. Right. The variation so, yeah, okay. of it is, though, is that you have a raised board, you can have it open on the ground. There's a few different types of case scenarios, which it's a bit like you buy a car for one, but did you want a bull bar and sidesteps and... Uh, <laughs> well, I know you've got to get going, Paul. Congratulations on your work on this so far, and it's very, a lot of people are very excited about it um, because it's it's practical and it's an, it's an innovation and uh, it's got real potential. So thanks for what you've been doing. Thank you very much for having me. Paul Oster from the Shearing Contractors Association. Okay, so let's hear from two shearers who've been actually using the machine. First, Lee Harris. What did he think of it? Uh, I think this is the future. It takes uh, all the weight off you. So instead of dragging out 120 kilo ewes, you're just dropping them out of this and you're ready to shear. And are you feeling a lot fresher? Do you oh, have more energy? So much more. Like my legs, I, they're just fresh. I feel like I could go for a run after work. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> and um, are you doing more sheep through it? Or yes, is it definitely. just. Yeah, really? Yeah. Uh, so say you're dragging over the board. Uh, obviously, your first one will be the quickest, but as time goes on and that pen gets emptier, you could have say 20, 25 seconds between pulling in a gear and out of gear. With this thing, it takes it down to, I'd say, 10 seconds at the most. Just out of gear, sheep goes down there, grab another one, back in the gear. 
Sam, is that your experiences? Did you work on this one or the yeah, more yeah, no, the order the air one? I was on this one for the last week and a half, I suppose. And yeah, no, feel a lot fresher at the end of the day. And sure, a PB yesterday, so it's obviously oh, a bit quicker. Congratulations, yeah, that's so terrific. Yeah, no, I like it. It's very good. But culturally, it's it, it is different from uh, what you're used to. So, does it take a bit of adjusting, or not really? Uh, I've sort of worked on a crutching trailer, which is similar, and that's a three stand, and they run on a race, but the shearing plants on the other side of the board. Um, similarly, just tipping them out and dragging them, at just 30 centimetres probably. But no, this is definitely the way of the future with the big crossbred ewes and saving the backs and might keep older people in the industry longer. And have you run into to any issues? I mean, you've got a bit of uh, a mechanism in terms of the door and uh, what have you. I mean, have there been any, no, any it's faults? It's just the door latch at the start. Uh, if you had two sheep down the bottom, they'd one would eventually push out, so we put a latch on there that shuts automatically and all you have to do is press on a little bar to open it and it doesn't slow you down at all, but no, that's about it. It works very well. Sheep go out the porthole easy and no so it doesn't sound like a... And what are the other shearers? I mean, you've got some older shearers here in this shed. Are they looking across thinking, what are you doing over there? Or are they a bit sort of jealous that you're getting a few more out? No, well, we put Ferg on it and he said he hated it because he had to work too hard because he sure too many sheep as he went up. <laughs> and have you, have you used the, uh, the other one, the, the, the air operator, the automated one that actually brings it right to your feet? No, nah, that... I haven't seen that yet. That's over at Farm 30Ks away, but they've been trialling that for a couple of weeks and we just got the manual one. Right. Um, is this the first time you've used this one, Lee, as well? Yes. Or, yep. Yeah, I haven't had a look at the automatic one yet. So, uh, is it going to get to the stage where you're going to only shear in sheds that have these now, or how do you see it evolving? I think it would take time. Um, it's just like those crutching trailers. Old Hainsey was saying, I think they started building them in the 90s, mm. and everyone, no one wanted a bar of it, and now, you know, it's basically impossible to get someone who drag them across the board. Yeah. Everyone wants to crutch on a trailer. Yeah, it's amazing how culture changes. Um, Sam, do you see, now your, your uncle is uh, Julian Von Bibra down in Tasmania and you're yeah. wearing the, the Bowfront. Bowfront uh, yeah. So do you see these being in that grand old shed in Tasmania in years oh, to come? Well, that's the fine wool merinos. They're not as heavy as these crossbreds, so I don't know. Here's a chance to lean, lean onto your uncle a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, we'll put a bit of pressure on him. <laughs> no, I do like his old shearing shed down there, so it'd be good to see it go, but it's definitely going to start uh, changing in the future. They're going to come into shearing sheds. Had a bloke come in the other day, only built a shed similar to this two years ago, and he's already thinking about gutting it and putting a, three or four of these in instead, just because his ewes are too big. So Fantastic. Well, it's very interesting, isn't it? I mean, commercially, um, I think Glenn was saying before, they're looking at fifteen to 18000 If you're building a new shed, yeah. um, they could actually be cheaper than putting in a whole system, yeah, uh, yeah. A, a whole board sure. system. So mm. it may be a bit quicker than we think. Well, I hope you're right. <laughs> Have you been shearing for long? Uh, yeah, about 10 years now, mate. <laughs> I must be getting uh, very old. If you think I look about 24, <laughs> I'll forgive you. <laughs> and uh, you, you're hoping to stay shearing for a fair bit longer? Yeah, it'd be great, but uh, it'd be good also moving to other fields, you know. You've got to keep on growing. Yeah. Yeah, start a business, get into contracting, or who knows what else is out there. Yeah. But um, this is a great money maker for anyone who just is willing to work hard and put their head down and ass up. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Have you been shearing long? Uh, I've been shearing for three and a half years. Yep. So 
did a couple of years out of school and then started cheering. So. Still enjoying it? Yeah, still Obviously, loving it, yeah. No shortage of work? No, nah, no shortage of work. Plenty of work around. Always weekend work if you want it, but I'd rather go fishing. <laughs> very good. All right, thanks a lot, fellas. No. All the best. Very Thank good. Very Thank much. you. Lee Harris and Sam Robinson there. And finally, what about the person that owns the growing enterprise itself? What does he think of the technology? Simon Robinson. Uh, well, Marius, I think it's fantastic. Um, it's much quicker and easier for the shearer, less drag, and I think the catch looks much easier. Um, the, the sheep can't plant their feet in the gratings and, and be hard to roll over. They just sort of trip and uh, over they go, and they're right there. Uh, the wool handlers have to be on their toes because the shearer is back so quickly. Once you get the hang of that and you can work in pairs uh, just for that last critical few seconds, um, it's fantastic, Marius, fantastic. And you've got a, a pretty new shed uh, that is, uh, I think, a, a, maybe a four or five stand uh, raised board and this is just bolted onto the last, yeah, it was the last stand. An, an attachment to the old shed and yes, we've just done away with the, uh, the first or the last stand, the end stand and put this module in place and um, temporary run-up ramp uh, and it's worked really well but if I was we as you said this sheds four years old now and I just wished we'd wait another four years because I would have um, done it differently and would have put four of these modules in in sequence or series just in a line and um, same shed would have fitted in well and it would have been much better. And in terms of uh, workflow, obviously the sheep need to be pushed up as opposed to uh, filling the pen. Do you need extra labour for that pushing up or is it a case of getting a good dog behind them and, and getting another dog to back every sheep? Yeah, interesting, Marius. The, the, because it's not set up properly for this um, module, the, the bloke pushing up for one pen is working pretty hard. But if you had it, because it's, it's all temporary in a catching pen, it's just sort of a funnel into a into a peak hill ramp once he's got them in the ramp system it's they're away but just getting them in there is hard but if you had it set up properly and you had multiple stands where they had a bit of flow going i think it would be much better be, yeah and one person one penner up would be able to look after four to six stands i would think and um, i don't think shearers would be, because it's an up and down race i don't think shearers would be able to pick the pen so whatever they shear whatever's in their little slot and culturally not a big difference um in the shed i mean it is it's similar i suppose in concept to a to crutching trailers but um is it a big cultural change in the shed at all uh no i just I, apart from what i touched on when the shearer is has returned with his sheep very quickly and he doesn't leave the board so to get that fleece away and especially with, with this uh composite wool wear just skirting on the board a quick skirt and you've got to be very quick there if you one thing if you can scoop it up and throw it on a table but if you're trying to skirt it on the board you've got to be very quick but uh you get hang, the hang of that and uh do you think they're shearing a little <coughs> quicker or is there no real difference no they're quicker um uh, my son's just done his pb and he did half the day on the module and half the day on the stand and um and he, he worked for it, but it's, um, they're certainly, they're saving, they did work out the time, I think it was about eight seconds a sheep, um, and they don't have that drag, so there's a lot of exertion that they don't have to go through. 
But as I said earlier, they've still got to share the sheep. And they, from what um, Sam and Lee were saying, they've, they've got a lot more energy at the end of the day. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, you just imagine, A, throwing that, having the tussle in the, in the pen and then dragging that uh, 80, 85 kilo composite you that's going to wear you out. The other thing that I will say is that um, the, this would double as a crutching trailer. We, we need to buy a crutching trailer or hire a crutching trailer. And with this, it would be a perfect crutching uh, setup. And you just kick the tags wool off; um, they'd run through well, just as, as they would with a crutching trailer. So, dual purpose. And I think Glenn's been saying, you know, we're looking at potentially fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars for the entire unit, the modular unit. Um, I suppose if you were building a new shed, you'd be crazy not to look at them, perhaps. Oh uh, yeah, yep, yep. And especially if you had. Uh, multiple properties um, you can just put put these on a trailer one at a time perhaps two at a time and move them around they're just easy to fork in and um, would save you a lot of money just have the basic shed basic shell and put these in place and it may mean that you get shearers when they're not around or where the neighbours are trying to get them as well I definitely think that'll be a a factor Um, people shearers will come to this especially if you have composites but uh, they'll be coming to this before before a big drag, yeah, normal shit. But uh, it sounds like a, a great operation. It's great to hear the next generations coming through. Thank you very much for hosting us today, and uh, and uh, really interesting to see um, the the new module working in in the shed. And um, all the best for uh, the rest of the year and for the years to come. Well, well done to AWI for for pushing this and and supporting it. And it's uh, I think it's a great step forward in the sheep in sheep industry, shearing industry. And um, I think once word gets out, it'll be very good. Bull grower Simon Robinson and a very big thank you to Lee Harris, Sam Robinson, Paul Oster and Glenn Haynes of the Shearing Contractors Association. Again, if you haven't seen the videos and the imagery on wool.com, well worth a look. And the intellectual property associated with this technology is owned by Australian wool growers. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode of The Yarn. Please feel free to follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram for the latest. Share it with your mates. But from me, Murray's coming. Thanks for your company.